two. Second host. With me as always is Rick. <laughs> the dog, Grissomer. That's right. Hello, everyone. We, we really hope we find you well and that you had a good day and you'll continue to have good days in the future. And the start of that is right here, watching this live cast. Can't Honestly. go wrong. Yeah, Honestly, it's only downhill from here because your day pretty much is peaked when you saw you True, true. I got in, in, in fact, our content here is so great. I think it will change your life. I would not disagree with that. I mean, some might say this a little hyperbole, a little bit far out there, but no, I think that's about right. Hey, man, you, you shoot for the moon, you at least hit the treetops. That's what I'm saying. Uh, better than shoot for the curb and hitting it. Aim for the sky, my friend. There you go. All right. Tell so our wonderful viewers all the stuff we got going on today. Is that how we're doing it? Are we doing full morning show? Yep, full morning show. <laughs> Hey, why don't we tell the kids what we're doing today? All right. Well, Heathen Dog, today on the show we have Heathen Dog's Heathen Dogma. All right, anime on the stream from Heathen Dog. Uh, Garthon's comic book taking on three big books that came out this week. X-Men, Infamous Iron Man, and another one. And then anything that rolls across the brains and out of our tongues on the RNG, the Random Number Generator. It's a new and exciting Boom. time for the Legion of Myth. Do you know what it makes is. it new and exciting? What, what, what does it mean? Uh, you agreed with me, so I thought you were going to tell me. No, no, no. Go ahead. Tell me. Well, among other things, we now have our own subreddit, which is nice. That's true. That's true. And, you, and you're going to see that link later on in the, in the We will. In the yes. Also, Garth on the Heathen Dogs STO stream is going gangbusters. Or yes, our, it is. Uh, uh, our, yeah, our, our, first, our first episode's doing pretty well, actually. Before we do all that, let's talk about our disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or and are not the opinions of the Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the case use of foul or even offensive language. Ooh. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. All right. As always, you can check us out on YouTube, youtube.com, slash Legion of Myth. Check out all of our videos. Hundreds of hours of content, dare I say, as good as this. I do dare say that. Wow. That's, I know. That's high, that's high praise. <laughs> high praise from me. Uh, no, I mean, uh, Max Leo has some great stuff going on there. Um, new videos up all the time, as well as Heathen Dog and his exciting adventures of Buck Fats but Cool through Star Trek Online. Who, as of, as of our, my last stream, has hit max level 60. Nice. And also, we cannot and must not forget the metal mayhem of tanks trashing others, and that exciting amount called Noro's Arty Party. That's right. She She's a World of Tanks player that just loves the sky cancer. Rain it down. She's way better than I am. I mean, I watched that way and I'm like, like, I can't compete with that. No, no. And it's always no. fun to watch her insult the scrubs, because she will. Because they are scrubs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, 
she's got a she got a bit of a temper. Which is why she's the, the which is why she was able to tie down Max Liao and crush him with it and crush his soul. I mean, and join his, yeah, join he him didn't, in matrimony. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she, she he didn't put a ring on it. She she put a ring on herself and said, "This is yours." He went, "Okay." <laughs> An apt description. What, whatever you say, baby. Uh, I laugh because I feel that. All right. We also check out our Twitch stream, which you could be doing right now as we record this, twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. We have a stream every single day of the week. The aforementioned Buck McCool, you get to see him going on. Nora's Arty Party is streamed. Max Leo streams War, uh, MechWare Online and other games throughout the week, including the new feature of Legion of Myth After Dark. Where right. a little, not, little not, more adult content. Not, yeah, a little, yeah, not family friendly. Not all the family anyway. P- PG, thirteen and higher. Yeah, probably definitely. Is okay. Thirteen yeah. and higher. Yeah. Uh, lots of fun with that. Mainly because a lot of times he's kind of outraged by what he's playing, so it's fairly entertaining yes. to watch that. And also, you can yep. check out our subreddit, reddit.com/r/legionofmyth. Engage your fellow legionnaires and enjoy the fun there. We're pretty excited to have our own subreddit. Yes, yes, yes. And I think uh, Heathen Dog's a big part of that. Thanks, sir. You're welcome. Also, check out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Legion Myth. That's a great place to share and talk with us. Uh, Messenger, Legion of Myth, and at the Twitters, at Legion of Myth. Tweeting out stuff every single day. Re- engaging, responding, tweeting like good little birdies. All right. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's get down to what we're here for. Insulting people we don't like. No, just kidding. We are going on to that great state. Heathen Dogs, anime on the stream. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, This anime on the stream is uh, based on anime that you can watch either on Hulu and or Netflix. So, uh, you know, if you have any suggestions, please uh, comment them. And if they are on either one of those two platforms, I will review them if I haven't already. And if I have, I will show you the episode. I will respond to you and tell you the episode which I did. All right. Today, our first is Baruto, Naruto Next Generations. Now, I, I did a small little little uh, excerpt on this before it came out. It was like four or five days before it actually came out, and I gave my uh, hopes and dreams and and uh, and what I want it to be. And for the most part, it it really it really lived up to that. Uh, they. Uh, in, in Naruto, the very first episode, it is made for nine and 10 year olds because Naruto is nine or 10 years old. And as it went throughout the years, the, the content became more adult as he became more adult. Where at, at the end, at the, the last episode of Naruto Shippuden, where uh, it was episode 500, he got married. And the, that was the very the, the the last ten episodes. People were starting to pair off because they were at that age. They were sixteen, and uh, this is you know feudal feudal Japan type area. So uh, that's that's when you say, okay, I'm gonna now I gotta think about getting all this marriage thing. And actually, like had the rain was falling and Noah was calling. They were pairing. exactly so they they had to they had to grow and have actual romantic uh, relationships, and they did not touch on that at all. Until that point, that's now, not necessarily true. There were a lot of hints going on throughout the series. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of liking hints. other people. Right, right, but no, no real adult 
uh, right, no, relationship let's go on a date or anything. Yeah, yeah. There's no, 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 no dates, no, no uh, professions of feelings and and love and stuff like that. You know, there were hints at it. There was childlike crushes. Yes. Yes, but they didn't have actual full blown adult love. Now, uh, uh, Baruto Naruto Next Generation seems to be doing the same thing because from first episode, there's only been there's only been uh, well, I believe four. Yeah, I think you said four yes, four, so four uh, today. I think yeah, today, yeah, twenty ninth was uh, was the fourth episode that came out, or was it yesterday? I don't know. But uh, they're they're doing the exact same thing. They're they're starting off with with uh, with Baruto being young, and so all of the plot and all of the situations are based on the lens of a of a you know preteen kid, which I think is great. I mean, you're uh, you're not trying to keep the old audience to do that. You would have to have the adults from the last series take a larger part. But no, they're they're taking a back seat in this one and they're looking for a new audience that is also nine or ten years old. Well, I think so they're they, still counting or retaining some of the original. Oh, yeah, yeah. Counting or retaining some. The, the younger ones, you know, generally, yes. Yeah, they're really trying to get the younger audience because you yeah, got to yeah. sell merch. Come on. Exactly. But they, they realized that having them grow with the audience was was great moneymaker because it, it kept them throughout years of their life you know tuned tuned to this program so they wanted to do it again they want to catch another generation well it worked for harry potter exactly they want to catch, catch another generation and boom grab them get, get them while they're young like like the tobacco company and then and then and then keep growing the storyline as as the as the viewers sensibilities grow as well which is a really, really, really good tactic. I like it a whole lot. Now, Speaking uh, of getting them while they're young, oh, was I the only yeah. one happy to see Spuds McKenzie back in beer commercials? Guess it was just me. Guess it was just, I haven't I haven't seen a Spuds McKenzie commercial. Uh, during the last Super Bowl, they had Spuds McKenzie commercials. Oh, okay. Got it. Like it, the ghost it. Yeah, of Spuds McKenzie. So he was, you know, dead, oh. but back. Well, yeah, he's a dog. He does. How were those things? Like 20, 30 years ago is when those commercials yeah, were? Exactly. You'd have <laughs> to like, gone. to remember the commercial and actually have fondness for it, you had to be like 10 when the commercials were on TV, you know? Yeah, basically. And like, so anyway, speaking of getting them while they're young, please continue. That's right. And we'll, we'll go to the, we'll go to the next slide and we'll show you, I'm not going to go through all of the new characters. All right. I'm going to go through some of them because a lot of them paired off and end up having, uh, you know, pooping out kids, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some of them from from the main character, some of the main characters in the old series and their children now. Now, starting from the uh, from the bottom, from the was it the, the forefront? Yeah, the 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 uh, forefront row. We'll call it the first row. We have uh, Himawari Uzumaki, which is Naruto's youngest daughter, and then and then Boruto. Uh, and they right both have the uh, the the marks on the ch- cheeks. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, they, they they both got the whole the whole uh, uh, fox markings from their father. Uh, Himawari got a lot of her of her re- rest of her features from her mother. Obviously, you can see that. Did she get the crazy eye powers? She hasn't she hasn't displayed them yet, but it is not uncommon for for that to happen a little later. Right. Right. Uh, Baruto obviously physically taking a lot from his father, and mentally his attitude is pretty much the same as well. Um, he resents his father for being Hokage because he's never around and he's not, he doesn't say it so much for him, although it is for him. He feels like he's left out. He's like, like he's got an absentee dad, but he, he, uh, he says it's because of Himawari. He's you're, you're not with her. And I like, and he treats her like gold. He loves his little sister. That's good. Because, yeah. He, uh, he, he wants to, to give her enough love for the, you know, to make up for what he thinks his dad is, uh, is not giving her. So he's got he's got a lot of resentment to his father. He doesn't hate him. He still loves him, 
but he resents him a bit. Understandable. Yeah. And to the right of, of Baruto is Sasuke and uh, I'm blanking. Sakura's. That's uh, it. That's right. Daughter. Um, I'm blanking again. Oh my God. I have this written down too. Where is it? Oh, suck. Well, I'll get, I'll, yeah, there you go. Whatever. Um, she, <laughs> she has, she has her father's mentality, meaning she is very controlled. She's, she's very critical of mistakes of herself and in other people. Determination. She, well, she doesn't have the single minded determination because uh, her brother didn't kill her entire clan. And then leave her alive and yeah. say, "Hey, when you're powerful enough, come come at me, bro." Just wait. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't have that event. So so she's she's not dark and brooding and have that that determined, uh, you know, I must complete this goal in my life and not die before I get there. And everyone else can suck it. She doesn't have that, but but she has the basic, you know, determination and drive inherited from her father. Now, there is, there's a couple of instances where you see a little bit of her mom in her and and Sakura. Uh, is, is always been very, very emotional, very, very fiery, very, very short fuse. And uh, her, her daughter has a little bit of that, but the whole, the whole mental discipline that, 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 uh, that Sasuke uh, put on her keeps that really well bottled up. Really, really, really well. And only, and we can only see hints of it here and there when she's really, really upset, but that's it. So she, she is a, she is a good amalgam of the two. Uh, out of out of all the people we've 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 uh, interviewed so far, um, she is the best all around person. Not surprisingly, so that, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Now, all the way in the front row on the right is Mitsuki. Now, Mitsuki is the quote unquote son of Orochimaru, which is who's standing right above him in the in row two. Now, is it really like a clone. Yes, yes. I mean, it hasn't said it in in the anime yet, but nobody would let. Orochimaru touch them in an intimate way because yes, yeah, the village, the village has forgiven him be- because of all the help he did at the, at the end of the Naruto series. Uh, he was basically instrumental in, in, in letting uh, or in enabling Naruto and Sasuke to win the day. And everyone recognized that accomplishment. Does, and, does he have money? Uh, yeah. Throughout the years when, when, when he was a rogue ninja, he would, he dabbled in a lot of business and, and shady stuff. So he had a lot of he had a lot of money in the equivalent of uh, foreign accounts. Well, then I think he would be able to find someone. Maybe so. Yes, but he's, he is so creepy to be around, man. I don't know, but yes, I I have. Uh, have I, you I'm, looked at the White House? I have not. Okay, okay, hang on. I I have not looked at the manga. I purposely did not look at any Baruto manga, so I'm not sure that he is a clone. But I'm like 99. percent No, I mean definitely. No, I would really think it's a clone. I mean that just yeah. would make sense. Now that's not bad per se, because uh, in in the beginning Orochimaru was never kind, but he was he was good. I mean he he was he was influenced by the people around him. It's just when he got older he lost his way, and Orochimaru I'm sure believes that now that because he didn't he didn't really have a, a really good family uh, when he was growing up. So Orochimaru figures, may if I'm if I'm with him if I can guide him he won't fall into the the darkness that I did, and it's admirable but it's a risk, man. It's a risk. Hey, no reward without risk. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, I said that uh, uh, this, uh, this this anime starts off just like uh, just like Naruto did. All the stuff is for is for kids, except for the first minute. Now, I had to go ahead and make a clip of that first minute 
and it is bananas. And let's go ahead and roll it. サムライスクリーン。ここまでやるとはな。カワキ。お前も7代目と同じところへ送ってやるよ。ボルト。こうなるしかなかったのか。そうだ。忍びの時代は終わる。だとしても。Whoa, that was pretty intense. Okay, this thing definitely deserves a breakdown. So much was going on in that scene. That can, can I just uh, interject something real quick? Go ahead. The stem in his hair just kept bugging me the whole time. Yeah, okay, I can get that. Uh, go ahead and advance the slide, if you haven't already. Advance the slide? To my breakdown slide. A breakdown, yo. Okay, now, this thing deserves a breakdown because so much was going on in there, and it was a five-year time skip that, in the very beginning, they, they, they've, already, they've already telegraphed the, uh, the, 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 end, the end times, basically. The climactic battle. Yes, the climactic battle with, with, with Baruto and some dude named Kawaki, whatever. I don't know. So let, let's go ahead and examine that. First, we'll, we'll look at Kawaki. Well, I want to say, I wouldn't think that's the climactic battle if it lasts as long as Naruto. That was just going to be like a climactic battle if it's five years. Well, no. I mean, if, if it was five years, I mean, that, that was the run for Naruto, basically. Was that the basically. run of Naruto? Yeah, it was basically, yeah. I, I mean, like the, no, 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 no. F f five years in, in, the, oh, in, in the world. Oh, in the world. Okay, right. I got yeah, he, yeah, he went from age 10 or 11 to the end of... Uh, um, the, the end of the main action was he on his 16th birthday. Right. There's a pretty big skip between what's the first and second season. There's, there's a two year skip. Yeah. Between Naruto and not, and, uh, Naruto Shippuden. Yeah. Now let's, let's take a look at Kawaki. Now he's the one saying the age of Shinobi is over. Now the, that I take that to mean that, uh, there is a, a new, a new bigger, bigger power on the block and the Shinobi are done. Now, um, he, he obviously has some kind of powers because you saw him grab his fist and, and his tattoos kind of glowed up a little bit and it looked like his arm got a little bigger. Well, maybe a cybernetics. I don't think so. They don't, they don't have that high attack. They have, they have TV now, though. I don't know. It's weird. But uh, uh, so if that's not ninjutsu, it's got to be something else. Now, also, you should, you should have realized that uh, Baruto has the exact same tattoo markings on his body. Yeah, I saw that. He had some crazy tattoos going. Yes. No, actually, on, on their arms, it is exactly the same. The the circle on the opposite side of the palm with the, the two crescents and then a giant V. It was exactly the same on both Baruto and this and this Kawaki cat. All right. Also, <clears throat> when, when Baruto put on his headband, you saw a scratch right across the middle from yeah, one end to the other. The scar on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the, the one across the middle... That's very telling. That only happens when you abandon or are kicked out of your village. Right, because I noticed that this, it just uh, Shinobi is over, and then like gave a defiant look and put the headband on because he wasn't wearing it before, which means right. that maybe he decided, no, screw you. 
exactly he jumped on this bandwagon earlier on and now realized that it was a bad idea and at the end of the day he decided to go back go back to being a shinobi uh, probably after one of those oh heck look what i've done here type exactly one, one of those oh crap moments yeah that's probably it now we'll we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and look at uh, at, at baroto now you, you see the whole circle and then the crescent moon crescent moon type thing and then the v that's exactly that's exactly the same as kawaki and and you see the uh the uh, uh the the single scratch across the middle of his of his uh, uh vi- middle of his visor that, that that means that you are a rogue ninja you, right. uh, your village has abandoned you or you have abandoned your village and usually there's a bounty on these guys you know so so he he was either kicked out of the village because he embraced his power or he said to hell with the with the with the ninja system and embrace this power either way for a while he was not a ninja that's what it seems like yes now the whole glowing eye thing that that's that's explained well i thought that was his mother's power yes and uh if if we look if we look at the next clip we get we we get to see uh what what seems to be the 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 beginning of this of this new power so go ahead and run that one all right, we're looking through. Okay, now what the heck is this dark energy? I mean, it, it, it obviously has some kind of either sentience or someone is controlling it. Didn't and... Orochimaru have something like that going on? Well, it, you know, Orochimaru you know, actually transformed himself into a physical snake. This this, this snake uh, this, right, this, right. this seemed like a snake-like thing that actually was comprised of energy. It, it, they didn't really deal in Naruto with spirits per se, but uh, it could be something like that. And uh, I found that is in this series so far, I've seen it possess two people: uh, th- this kid first, and then uh, uh, Bushy Brow's kid, uh, Rock Lee's kid, because at, at one point he was severely doubting himself. All right. Now, Rock Lee uh, rules. Yeah, yeah, Rock Lee rules. But his 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 kid's a little bit of a little bit of a boner. But um, that's a shame. I know. So it, it it seems it can only enter you when you are at a low point, when when you're emotionally vulnerable, and usually things like that are just bad, just plain old bad. Right. Now, if we if we go to clip number three, we get to see that that eye and that he had it as a kid, and it's not a byproduct of his of his five year from now tattoos. So go ahead and run that one. Yeah, and he could definitely see the creepy energy coming off him. Yes, yes, and uh, um, his, his his mother. Uh, has what's uh, has a clan ability, Geke uh, Genkai. Uh, uh, it's a bloodline ability, and uh, it's it's passed on in family. But it was assumed that that uh, that Himawari would get it and not Baruto. But apparently Baruto got something of it. The 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 Byakugan, which is which is what it's called, is you're able to see chakra, see energy, in such fine detail that that uh, the the uh, clan formed a a gentle fist fighting technique to 
to hit these the chakra points in your body so you can no longer use chakra so you can't use any ninjutsu at all which is a nice way of taking down an opponent without killing him exactly you just render them completely ineffectual fighting fighting a ninja and uh, you you can also use it to see far away telescopic vision it's almost 360 degree vision as well so so you have nary a blind spot anywhere during during a battle which which is an amazing ability now it seems that baruto has this ability in such a way that he can see he, he can see chakra but he can't control it he can't turn it on and off yet and he hasn't told he hasn't told his mom about it so we're going to see how that goes you know how that evolves and that, that that'll be that'll be you know fun times but uh yes yeah, so so far so good if we uh, let's go to the to the end slide now um so like i said so far so good be, beside the what the heck first minute it has behaved exactly like uh the the the, uh, the young naruto series did i'm not i'm not talking the same situations it's not it's different story it's 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 not a different feel all right, it has the same feel, but it has new stories because it's a new age. You know, the the the, the end of the of the great of the fourth great ninja war brought along a very lasting change and a change in attitudes all around all of the countries. So uh, it's it's going to have a much bigger feel. It's it's going to be more international type feel because there's much more travel in between cities and the the hidden villages are no longer hidden. People yeah, I think can visit a... them. Yeah, it looks like a lot of the Ninjutsu stuff was heavily exposed through the first series. Yes, yes. Uh, but now they're actually they actually built built trams and trains to, to go between cities. You know, so, so so travel is really really up in there to to keep the goodwill everywhere alive, and and that's all great. So I have I have I have high hopes for this. I had high hopes, and now some of them have been affirmed. Um, I'm going to go ahead and and give this a tentative four out of five stars. If in the first couple of seasons it, it it turns it turns bad it turns sour then I will I'll come back and I'll say okay I have to revise my four to five I'm gonna bring it down to two and a half because they just went the whole wrong dumb way with this and it's just ruining it the whole feel is gone all that stuff but I I'm pretty sure that's not gonna happen because a lot of the same people who are working on Naruto are working on this so, yeah, so hopefully it's still good yeah hope yeah hopefully hopefully it'll be the same yeah I mean you gotta wonder if uh, like contempt was bred for the uh... For the ninjutsu clans or the ninja clans uh, throughout all the horrible devastation wrought through the first series. No, no, just the opposite happened. Just the opposite happened because uh, all all of the all of the uh, the the um, the hidden the hidden uh, village ninjas uh, uh, really joined forces at the end to to, to fight um, an external threat, and that's exactly what the ninja clans in the villages were for to to fight external threats of the of the country that is sponsoring them and you can't get more external threat than a guy who's supposedly been dead for a hundred years and he's he's bringing about the freaking end of the world well, so the ninja, ninja yeah so all the ninja villages did exactly what they were supposed to do they they saved the day they not only that they they uh, fostered uh, goodwill and friendship uh, over borders, people think ninjas are great. As a matter of fact, uh, in in that second clip with that with that little dark haired kid, he was he was leaving, uh, leaving his father's office. His father was a ninja in the fourth Great War, and he said, "No, you're going to you're, you're going to graduate the academy. You don't have to become a ninja, but you need the training. Not 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 just to make him tougher, but his his father was able to do very well in business and get get very rich after when he retired after the war because he was a former ninja." It's almost like a minor celebrity status. 
So if his son has been trained by a ninja, it will give him a leg up in business. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But he doesn't really want to go to the academy. His father's making him, and he's he's a little too he's a little little too spineless to stand up to his dad. Which I get. It's a Japanese culture thing. You know, your your, your family wants you to do this. You just suck it up and do it. So I get it. Yeah. yeah. So that's it for uh, that's it for Baruto Naruto Next Generations, yes. four out of five. Yeah. My next uh, my next anime is Attack on Titan, season two. All right. So uh, season one was great. It, it left us with a really big cliffhanger. Season two has gone bananas. In the first four episodes, they gave three huge, should be once one revelation per season, but they gave us three revelations that should be one per season, but they decided all three. It's just bananas. Bananas. I mean, the, the very first one, episode one. We found out, ta-da, the walls are comprised of titans. That's just freaking nuts. Everyone went bananas. Everyone saw it like, what the what? Are you freaking kidding me? Who knew this? I didn't know this. It's like Soylent Green. It's people. Exactly, exactly. I mean, the, the, the army generals didn't know this. The civic leaders didn't know this. And then there's one guy who says, cover it up. Don't let it see the light. And it was one of those, one of those, uh, uh, Scientology, Scientology analogous, uh, wall worshipers. Uh, he, he was a, he was a high level clergy in, in the wall, wall worshiping religion. Those people are nutters. Yes, they are nutters, but apparently they knew that Titans were in the wall and their biggest, their, 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 their biggest stricture is do not mess with the wall. Do not modify the wall. Do not engrave on the wall. Touching uh, touching the wall is allowed, but any kind of damage to the wall or alteration of the wall is completely forbidden. Right, and not they, on the wall. They, urinate not yes, on the wall. Love yes. the wall. They got legislature passed to so you 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 can't uh, you can't do anything with the with the outer walls. You can't touch them. You can't paint them. You can't do anything except maintain them. You can't change them in any way. And this is why because they didn't want anyone to know there's titans in the wall. Well. Okay, why, dude? Why? What? And then we and then we remember at the end of season one, the the human form girl Titan who had infiltrated right. the military to save herself from being captured, put herself in this carbamite type deal. But it's really this impenetrable crystal. Now apparently, when Titans did you say carbamite? Go, yeah, I did. Uh, I don't know what to call it. They, they don't they don't know what to call it. I just call it that. But. Uh, um, this this impenetrable crystal apparently titans when they when they go dormant secrete this stuff and that's exactly what makes the wall impenetrable that's why titans don't attack the wall in the very first episode of the very first season you see you see the the the, the breach of the third wall they didn't go after the wall itself they only went after the gates because very they couldn't true. they couldn't break the wall because this stuff is impenetrable now the only only reason that you see that the, the the wall was actually broken in this instance is because this girl's uh, special ability was to secrete that stuff along her fingers, Perfect. and she, she she was using that to climb the wall in Titan form. Oh, that's right. Yes, and and uh, she was stopped, but she in falling she ripped a chunk out. So apparently the only thing that can that can destroy this substance is another thing composed of this substance. 
bananas. But you and here's another thing. This was in this was also in episode one. Could have been two. Mm, episode one or two. But I have a clip, the very first Attack on Titan clip. And this is blow your friggin' nutter mind. Check it out. That crazy Harry Titan was talking to that dude. Yes, a friggin' talking, talking Sasquatch Titan. And he sounded rather intelligent. Yes, very intelligent. Oh my god. What well, the what? Well, wasn't it established that Titans are basically like some sort of weird meat suits people are wearing? Of course, well, you have to uh, wonder if that is natural form or a weird meat suit someone's wearing. Well, you don't you don't really know. I'm not anymore. I mean, go go. Let, let's have another look at him. Go, advance to the slide where I got him as a, as a still frame. There he is. Okay, look at this dude. It's like Harry and the Hendersons over here. Except if if, <laughs> if, if if Harry was like skyscraper big. And less creepy and, looking. And less creepy and could actually talk. I mean, this is the very first Titan that can talk. Even 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 the all of the uh, the human form Titans that we've seen, that we've confirmed, never talked in Titan form. Well, no. The, the most they do is scream or make weird yeah, giggly noises. Exactly. That's it. But this guy has perfect diction as well. I mean, this is amazing. He's like and, Hank McCoy. Yeah, and you're like, what the heck? And they do nothing to explain it. They just do this, and then he goes away. Well, explanation would make it less interesting. Okay, but that that right there is a one. That's a, that's a one revelation per season. That's what you do right there. You you base the whole season on figure out what the heck is what with that. But no, already we've got two. We've got the wall, you know, with Titans built inside. How the heck did they catch him? How how did they make him stand still long enough? to be walled in and go dormant. Why do they go dormant? What the what? So many questions on that, on just that. Now we got this guy, this this friggin' nutters guy, and now we got just as many questions about him. That is some crazy nutty stuff, man. Yes, now let's let's, let's go to the next slide. Uh, talk about the human form Titans again. Now, what, when, I, when I say human form Titans, I mean Titans that are humans that can turn into Titans. Usually they have to damage themselves and will it to happen. Probably some sort of natural. Their, their activation key is probably some sort of natural response to danger. No, it's 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 alluded that human form titans are not natural; they're made. It was right alluded. because I know they they gave hints at the uh, in the first season. Aaron, uh, who is yeah, the who dude's is, dad. Yeah, actually has a laboratory. Aaron has a key around his neck that opens the door to this lab and in there are answers to human form titans and there were, there was also a there was also a slight memory jog in the first season where he remembers his dad injecting him with something and and apologizing that you're not going to remember this you're not going you're not going to know how to handle this but this is how it has to be now was that just a memory blocker because it seemed like Aaron the little tiny boy Aaron didn't know crap anyway or or it's a side effect of the serum i don't know i don't know but in the fourth episode, we get another big revelation, and that's clip number two.
be continued. Yes, I know. And that, 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 that was the end of the fourth episode. But, oh, my God, we got more human form Titans. And so far, all of the revealed human form Titans have been in the freaking military, man. Well, they don't have the highest screening process. I guess not. I mean, like, uh, you want to uh, kill a Titan? Welcome. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they, they need they need as many warm bodies out there as possible, so I understand why their stands are low, but this is pretty freaking low. And, and the, well, the, at least the, this guy wants to kill Titans. Yes, yes, but the thing is, this gives us another revelation. The, uh, um, we, we know that the female human form Titan that was caught at the end of season one was an infiltrator. Right. So we have another human form Titan who is also infiltrating the military. But it looks like he wants to beat the Titans. Yes, yes, but no, no, he, uh, what, what you didn't see is the moments before where he actually befriended his new recruits. And he knew that if he didn't, if he didn't Hulk out, they were all going to die. He'd get away probably, but they would all die. And he couldn't let that happen because he formed, he formed a tight friendship with one person and, and friendships with several of the others. So he, he blew his cover to save them. So what is the plan? Why do you have all these human form Titans infiltrating the military? And why they, they seem to know so much more than Aaron does. Like Aaron knows almost absolutely nothing about his powers, about how he got them, about about human form titans in general, or in particular. But these guys all seem to have it going on. They 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 know how to activate their powers very well. They they they've all obviously been trained. They all have a purpose for infiltrating the 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 the, um, the military. That means they have to be working for some kind of at least loose organization. And are they are they an organization of other human form titans? I don't know. Do they all work? Do they all work for Harry? I don't know. But these are all things that belong one in a season. But we just got them just shoved in our faces in the first four episodes. It's freaking bananas! Bananas. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Yes. Now let's see. Uh, through it. Let's go to the. Let's go to my end slide, and I'm going to give you the particulars because I forgot to do that. Because I'm naughty, naughty, naughty heathen dog. So we're going to go with uh, studio is uh, Wit Studio and production IG, licensed by Madman Entertainment, Funimation, and Manga Entertainment. Original networks are plenty, some of which are MBS, Tokyo, MX, uh, SBS, TBC, and SBC. Uh, the English network is SBS2, uh, Annie Plus Asia, and Adult Swim, Tsunami. Uh, the original run is from April 7, 2013 to present. That's for the whole series. Uh, the original, the, the run for season two, has only been for the last month. Uh, total episodes for the entire series is 30 plus three OVAs. Now, um, how am I going to rate this? I mean, I'm stunned. I'm absolutely stunned. At, but are you at, stunned in a good way, or is I can't believe this is that dumb? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm stunned in a way where I can't process it. I mean, they, I think they did it on purpose. So much, so little time, so many ground-shaking revelations that just take an entire season to explain i am wondering how they're gonna do it i have to give it three out of five stars right now because man i don't think they can pull it off i don't if they do i'll tell you i'll come back and i'll say whoa i was wrong even dog was wrong they, they they pulled like a rabbit out of a hat they pulled it all off it all tied in nicely or i'll come say yeah finish the season and they had to shoehorn crap in the last episode to actually it's like they forgot about this one thing that they did on episode one and they had to shoehorn at the end of the season, and it didn't make sense. It was all herky-jerky, stuff like that. I'll tell you. But hopefully I won't have to tell you because you'll be watching it. 
I don't know. After uh, the strength of the first season, I, if it's the same team, I would hope they could keep it up. It's true. It's true. But they haven't. Uh, they haven't really focused on the same team. Uh, a lot of the episodes have been for the people who joined up with the with the Survey Corps at the end of the first season. You know, f- following Aaron, like they saw Aaron and and them do all great things, and they said, "Okay, well, we will be in the Survey Corps too." Those are the new recruits. I mean, you saw them in the first season. They had just graduated with Aaron, and they actually had the the whole fight. They they fought together, stuff like that. But they were all scared and stuff. They're all, "Oh my God, blah, pissing their pants, stuff like that." But by the end of the first season, that they were now seasoned military people, and they're like, "Okay, well, the Survey Corps is where it's at because these guys." are bad mm, they are they are the best of the best and and in this whole season all this all this uh apocalyptic crap happened the the, the survey course stepped up right although he's just kind of held back exactly exactly hiding, yeah they, behind their mama's skirts exactly the the survey corps if if you want to be a man's man or a woman's woman then this is where you this is where how you learn how to do that so they all decided to join at the end of the first season and they were in training at the beginning of the second when suddenly inside the wall, half a dozen Titans appear. Well, that's not good for your health. No, they're like, oh my God, is there a breach in the wall? Well, we know now, no, there's not a breach in the wall because the wall can't be breached. There had to be a breach in the gate, but there's there would be an alarm if that happened. Walking around. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, you, you, you cannot cover the entire wall with sentries. It's too big. There's three of them. They're too big, concentrically bigger. So you cannot, you cannot cover every square inch of that place. So if the wall could be broken... It would have been broken by now. So I have to believe that these guys are also human form or Harry tossed them over the wall. That'd be kind of painful. But now, they, I'm thinking they'll, they'll just human form infiltrators. Okay, yeah. That, 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 that is the most likely. Um, it is alluded that, that, that Harry can, can uh, control uh, other, other Titans that, that don't talk. It's alluded to that. Um, if that's so, then then he could have tossed him over the wall, or he has some way to get over the wall himself and come back. Because he's a smart guy. If anyone's, if any Titan's going to figure out how to scale the wall without breaching it, it's going to be it's going to be that guy. Or that well, thing. maybe be, when you tighten up, is like living in a fugue state. You can't really think totally clearly. Because it seems like Aaron certainly can't. But no. it seemed like uh, I forgot the, the girl's name. Who's I forgot the girl's guy. name too. But yes, she she had she had a greater ability she to think tactically. She had a greater ability, but still wasn't wholly there. Right. But it looks like a. Uh, Oh, Harry is able to fully control it. Yep, completely. And uh, if he is human form, then uh, I'm going to go. He's the head of the organization. <laughs> if he's not human form and, and he's just a, a, a Titan aberration or an abnormal, what they call him, then uh, good, good news, because he's not in charge of of this of this shadow organization that apparently is prevalent well, everywhere. If there's, if there's all these human form Titans out there and Titans wiped out the whole human race, why are there human form Titans? Yeah, we don't know. It never explained that, ever. I'm sure they'll get there eventually. Eventually, they better, because they're they're open and they're fully opening this can of worms now with season two, so they they better crazy Titans act like babies, literally human babies who could tighten up, and they're just kind of running around doing their thing? I don't think so. Like like I said, I I, I think they are made. I don't know. There's so many mysteries. Uniform Titans are made. There is, you know, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I say I think. I mean, I, I think they're made. I, there is no proof either way. There's there's no real evidence either way, except except the fractured memory of a child. That's all you got. Yeah, that's not helping you so, too much. Okay. So I have to give this in, like I said, three out of five stars because I don't know how they're going to rank. I all don't this know. In. With the way you're excited about, it, I say currently it's at least a four. 
You're like, oh my god, no, no, this, no. And, oh my god, that, I, oh my god, oh my god. No, look, like I said, it shocked me. It shocked me that they did this. But if they don't execute it properly, it's going to be worse. Worse than, than if they didn't shock me. Worse. So that's what I got. There, there's your heathen dogma right there. Boom. Boom. Right there. I don't know. Uh, sounds pretty good to me, but I am uh, one of those people that waits for the whole season to come out because uh, that's just how I am. Uh, with, with the advent of Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and all those, uh, it, yeah. I mean, I don't well, now, now, TV. okay, but now, now, most of the time for for Netflix, they're just releasing whole new seasons of their own content. Boom, just drop it all at once. Yeah. That's what people want anyway. Yeah, I mean, I prefer it that way, honestly. Yeah, Hulu hasn't quite got on that bandwagon yet. Well, Hulu seems more like, I know this is kind of more RNG stuff, but Hulu seems more like a platform where networks can release periodic content, like episodes. Yes, yes. It, yeah, it, it is It is more TV on your computer or, or TV on your device type platform. Right, than, I think originally they were trying to compete against Netflix in the movie space, and since then they've actually made a lot of deals with networks, like USA Network and a few other things to show their yep. episodic content. So they went a different way to yeah, get uh, success, and it was smart. They did? Yes, All it was. Right. It, it, it got their own niche. That was good. Yes, I think so. Okay. Well, thank you, Heathen Dog, for that. As always, make sure to check out Heathen Dog's streams coming through twice a week, his adventures of Buck Fast McCool, and also Garth on a Heathen Dog playing Star Trek Online if you want to see more exciting Heathen Dog action. And as always, like or subscribe if you like what's going on there. And let us know how you feel about Heathen Dog's Heathen Dogma and his anime on the stream. If you have any suggestions yes, for I, anime, let us know. Yeah, I, like, like I said in the beginning, if you have a suggestion I haven't covered it yet, I'll do it. If I have covered it, I'll tell you what episode I covered it in. Yeah, drop it on the Reddit and uh, we'll get back to you. It'll be done. And next up, everyone's second favoritist part of the show. Some, for some people, it's the favoritest part. Even for me, it's a favoritest part of the show. <laughs> it's your favorite part because you don't have to host it. You don't have to look anything up. Oh no, I'm I'm I've started to actually read a read a one of your books now, and I'm going to continue that to do that. That is true. I have heard heard from a few people. I'm very proud to say that Garthos Comic Poll is bringing people into the books, my friends. And you know nice. what? If a book is good, you should definitely support it. If a book is bad, you shouldn't buy it. Never buy a bad comic. No. Burn down the store it's in. No, no. wait, no, no. Well, don't don't, do, don't that. do that. Don't do good that. books. There. Don't do that. But remember, but, if yeah. you buy bad comics, you're just telling the company, hey, I like bad comics. Please keep making them. Uh, if you don't buy them, they get the hint pretty quick. Doesn't mean they'll change. But they do get the hint eventually. Eventually, yeah. Eventually. And any oh, and if, if if your local comic store is has one of those guys like you can't read them before you buy them, you're you're gonna put creases in, we're gonna decrease the value. And I don't know, hide them. No, don't I, steal from them. But well, on the corner, there are ways you read, read the middle online the and find these books before you buy them. But if a book is good, definitely buy it. If a book is bad, definitely don't buy it. Definitely, definitely don't. No. But anyway, the first good book we're going to go over today is Infamous Iron Man, number seven. I've been pretty high on this series. Uh, I've been impressed with uh, how Brian Michael Bendis has been writing it. Uh, Alex Maleev, 
who did the cover and also the interior artist, has this wonderful expressionistic style inside the book, which isn't your standard comic art, but it does such a great job of putting through the kind of darker world that Victor Von Doom lives in. He lives in a world wait, wait, wait. of shades of gray. Yeah, and is is impressionistic. You mean uh, is the actual content of the book like the cover? Yes. Oh wow, that's that's different. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's a different art style, and just the way the colors are used, the way the frames are set, um, you just get this great impression of emotion and feeling. Even when Victor Von Doom himself is so great at controlling himself, just from the way a scene is set, from the way it's lit, from the color you get his emotions coming through. Like a lot of times, he's trying to be sincere, which is new for Dr. Doom. And it comes through so well in that you actually see it through these muted blues and purples that are coming through. Um, I just can't say enough good things about this book. Brian Michael Bendis, when he's on his game, is one of the best in the biz. When he's not on his game, oh God, run away, quick. But... Um, in this book so far, it's been very, very good. Um, but this issue seven actually is a very interesting book because it begins with uh, Benjamin Grimm, the thing, talking with his shield contacts about. Well, actually, wait. So let's roll back. Before that, <laughs> it, you have the wizard. Um, of Frightful Four fame, an original Fantastic Four villain. I've always been fond of the wizard, like I said last week, or a couple weeks ago. Uh, anti-grav discs, super genius. Teamed up with Pace Pot Pete, but you know, let's not hold that against him. Had a weird dome helmet. I love the weird curvy dome helmet. He doesn't have that anymore because it's kind of silly, but you know, had to love it for the 60s. Anyway, you see him meeting up with the whole slew of, like, B-level supervillains, right? And he starts talking to them, like, actually some A-level supervillains, too. He's like, okay, this is what happened to me. And they're like, wait, Dr. Doom has gone straight. Yes, he's gone straight. He's a hero now. He He's already whooped all these, he whooped the thinker. He whooped all these other people. We need to break the thinker out of prison, which is actually the second time they, another villain has mentioned this in the series, like, break the thinker out, he could help us. Because, honestly, that's what the thinker does. Yeah. And I kind of like the respect shown to the Thinker in the series. We're like, break the Thinker out. He can come with a plan. He's the only guy who can stop Doctor Doom. And I was like, I have problems believing this. And he got the Hood, who's based like a street-level villain who found a magic hood, which gives him demonic powers, teleportation, demon contacts. Basically, like, kicked from zero to supervillain in, like, three seconds. Sure. Very dangerous guy. Because he, even though he has all these, like, top-level supervillain abilities, he still thinks like a street-level Hood, which makes him very dangerous. Um, Tangle of Spider-Man a few times, a few other guys. But he's like, I don't believe you. Why did Doom didn't let him go? He's like, I barely escaped with my life, okay? He's already taken all these other guys. If you come across him, he will kill you. It is bad. And then, of course, right after, people are like, okay, we need to form a plan. We'll all form together. We take down Doom. We attack him. He won't expect it. And that's when the wall cracks open. And infamous Iron Man, Victor Von Doom, rolls in and just starts blasting the snot out of all of them. They believe it now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, well, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, Steve. There's actually a great moment with, uh, in that scene, the uh, the wrecking crew. You know, Wrecker's there, the guy with the crowbar, pile driver, Thunderball, the guys are there. 
But pile drivers, yeah, one it says they're like Fisher Rogers is going to come first. Pile drivers like I'm leaving the country, and it's like we should form together and get him. Pile drivers like yeah, let's get him first. You know, he's really easily led. So I just love how they show him, like first he's like I'm getting the hell out of here. Then it's like everyone else is going to get him. It's like yeah, 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 let's get him. And of course Doom just just starts wiping the floor with him. The next scene is the Wrecker being questioned on a Shield helicarrier. Now the Wrecker has gone toe to toe with Thor multiple times. Okay, he is not a softy. He is a tough, tough villain. Um, not the brightest. But he can take on Thor hand to hand. The Wrecking Crew has beaten Thor, okay? Um, so anyway, these guys are tough. You see him being questioned, and Ben Grimm is up there with the shield edge. So they're like, we can't get the him. Grimm's like, give me, give me it. So give me like 10 minutes with him. It's like, well, I don't know about this. This is a good idea. It's like, that's why you should let me do it. Thing ends up talking to him and basically tricks him to, t- you know, basically all record will say is, Dr. Doom is trying to kill me. I need sanctuary. You know, that's all he'll say. And then Doom starts getting to him, starts kind of manipulating him and, Basically, record tells the whole story of what happened. How Doom rolled in, crushed everyone. He ran as soon as it started happening, right? Because he was he, the only the, the, the dumbest guy happens to be the smartest one in the room at that moment. Right, and Wrecker is not the brightest guy, but he has street smarts. When Doctor Doom rolls in, starts blasting everyone, leave. You know, <laughs> let the car yeah, yeah, do your cover. Yeah, you left the oven on. Yeah, it's like oh, well, mom's calling. I gotta gotta get so. What's funny is he tells the story of how he left, and Doctor Doom, like, well, infamous Iron Man, rolled up in front of him and said, and he actually sets a record. I told myself that the smartest man there would be the one who ran, and that's you. I have a message for you to give everyone else. I'm coming for them, right? And so things like, wow, it said that we killed all your friends. Like, yeah, they're all dead, man. He helps like things like, you know what? He actually just knocked them all out. They're all in custody. And guess what? So are you now. Ha ha! He's like, wait, what? What? So, that was kind of entertaining. Yeah. But on top of that, when Thing goes home, Victor Von Doom is waiting for him. Not like, you know, he's out of his armor. His armor is standing there, but he's not in it. It's actually kind of a, kind of a funny scene. Victor Von Doom walks in the door like, ah, oh, sees the armor. Then looks around. Oh, that's funny, Vic. Real funny. And Victor's like, okay, don't don't attack me. Don't call S.H.I.E.L.D. I just want to let you know I'm trying to do good. Things like, I don't believe you. I'll never believe you. At all. And then you just see him look kind of sad and say, you know, I missed them too. And things like, who? Reed and Sue. Because no one's seen Reed Richards or Sue Richards ever since uh, the events of, uh, what's it called? The whole alternate universe thing. Yeah, the whole thing. alternate universe thing. Yeah. And... Things like, don't you dare say their names. You don't have to earn that right. I will smash your face. He's like, well, you know, there's one more thing I want to say before I go, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything. I miss Reed. He was my only friend. I treated you terribly, and you guys only tried to help me. And he just goes on. It's just really like, kind of reminded like an AA meeting where the guy finally realized everything he's done with his life. Yeah. And starts yeah. just... this, is, this is his step where he's got to go make amends. Yeah, like and he's... That doing that and it seems like really heartfelt and you're just like holy crud and even the thing who does not trust he would not trust him with a penny he would not trust him with bus fare okay he wouldn't tr- you know uh he he wouldn't trust dr doom to melt an ice cube okay so 
all of a sudden you see this look on his face where he's just like completely conflicted. It's like, holy crap, he's actually, he might really be sincere about this. It's just, he's just totally conflicted. It's a wonderful scene. And, you know, after that point, you know, he gets back in his armor and he leaves. You know, it's like, you know, I know we'll never be friends. And that actually makes you pretty sad. But, you know, just want to let you know I'm trying to do what's best. I'm, I'm trying to make a difference. And he leaves. And Thing lets him go, which I thought was a great moment. It wasn't like, ah, clobber in time, Vic. You know, none of that junk. He actually sat there and... Th this series has actually been great for me for Thing. Because he's a very deep character who most writers ignore. They I know, right? I mean, he's... Uh, uh, his origin story, the fact that he is he's a monster the whole time, but... Uh, when in his original human form, he was very personable, very likable, and and uh, he he kept that, but inside he became a little bitter, yeah, and uh, well, and and more and on, deep and conflicted. On top of that, he's played like the dumb muscle a lot of times, but he was also a top of the line fighter pilot. A yeah, and he was an, he was an NASA pilot. pilot too, right? Yes, yeah. and an astronaut. He yeah. passed all those tests. He yeah. wasn't just flying the plane because his friend was in the space program. He made it himself. The guy is not dumb. No, no, and and every astronaut has degrees in something. Right. He is not a dumb. He's so, very smart. He's no. very personable. He still lives like he's from the Bronx where he grew up on Yancey Street, and he brings that home. You know, he's kind of a person now that doesn't even exist anymore. You know, he was like that tough guy who lived on Yancey Street, Jewish descent. You know, and that's Ben Grimm. And uh, he's just a great, great character in so many ways. And I love the way Bendis is treating him because he's not a mindless idiot. He think, he doesn't trust Doom, but that's actually influenced a lot of his decisions. Well, and, but that, I mean, if he did trust Doom, that would be breaking years right. of, of, of character. Right. There's been 50 yeah. years of him not trusting this guy. Of course, yes. Tom Crowe's not going to say that. They kind of yeah, collapse yeah, yeah. time. But, but Right, right. But, you know, I mean, he has every reason not to trust him and like – two reasons to trust him so yeah no. exactly and part of the conversation they have is even when they bring up you know when he's starting to like think maybe this guy's on the level in a previous issue when he was trying to find dr doom in latveria and dr doom's mother captured ben and like magically pulled the rocks off his skin um he actually asked Doom at that. It's like, that woman in Lever, was that really your mother? And you just see him stop, and Vic's like, Victor says, you know, I'm not sure. And that showed a lot of character in him. It was like, he wants to, but also doesn't want to believe that his mother's still alive. That just left him and didn't talk to him for all these years. Like, what could be part of that? What would be reasoning behind that? And actually, it's a nice bit of character development for that. Yeah, I mean, he told the truth. That, right. that, that's, that's that's the big thing. I did. Victor Von Doom didn't didn't put up a wall. He didn't he didn't answer with some vague way that wasn't really an answer. He gave an honest answer to someone who who considers him an enemy. Right. He didn't say Doom's life is his own, you know, or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh, the giant junk like that, like he usually does. But no, he answered truthfully and honestly and directly. Yeah, and that was fantastic. Yeah. The real twist, though, is after Victor Von Doom leaves, Ben's like, well, how do you like that? And he looks around, he turns back, and they're sitting backward where Emphasis Iron Man, Victor Von Doom, Dr. Doom was, is now Reed Richards. It's like, hello, Ben, we need to talk. Uh-oh, that sounds ominous. It is ominous, because 
The Reed Richards that currently exists in this world is also known as The Maker. The Reed Richards from the Ultimates universe who survived, who is evil as the day is long. Yep. Who has apparently brought Doctor Doom's mother back from the afterlife and corrupted her into evil and is now her lover. Who is trying to who apparently is very much interested in destroying the infamous Iron Man. And right now, that's not what Ben Grimm's gonna see. Ben Grimm's gonna see his old buddy Reed back from missing, telling him that Doctor Doom is evil. Yeah, oh no, he's gonna say Doctor Doom did it. He was holding me captive. I broke out. Oh yeah, it, it's or some he, other nonsense like that. And you know, Ben's has no reason to disbelieve him. He has every reason nope. to believe Doom is you know hiding something or has a plot. He's done it every other time. Yep. Every single time, yes. So almost every time. There's been a couple times he's actually been on the up and up, but it's oh, rare. <laughs> he always has an angle. So. Fool me 150 times, shame on you. Fool me 151, well, I'm just a doofus. Yeah, so... Ah! Next issue kind of hints at a, a confrontation between the Maker and Infamous Iron Man. Who knows if that's going to happen or if it's just a, like a teaser cover. But, ah, that last twist where it's like, oh man, things coming around, that's, that's really fantastic. Then you see Maker there, it's like, oh no... And then you know the rug just got pulled under that whole thing. You're like, oh, yep. man. It's like, ah, oh, damn it. Vic just can't win. But that's probably the entertainment of the but character. But I know that that's the thing. And the fact that you think that means their writing is superb yep. because you are rooting for Victor Von Doom. I've always liked Doctor Doom, but well, I've yeah, never really like, rooted for him. Like, yeah, kill Spider-Man. No. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, but now you're rooting for him just because he's not killing folk now? Well, he never, he's really? doing the best he can. Well, not the killing folk part. He never really killed anyone. Maybe military actions. Well, but, but he never didn't said, care if they died. Well, no. Listen, he, what are they to do? But he's trying to be a hero. Not for the best of reasons. Not for altruism. But just because, hey, you know, being a villain didn't work. He didn't find satisfaction from it. Not necessarily altruistic, but realistic. He is a realist hero. And there are so few of those. There's almost none. Almost all heroes almost are like, right, yeah. I'm doing this to help the world, and I'll fight the odds, and I'll save everyone. He's like, you know what? I gained no satisfaction from being a bad guy. I had the I had the universe at my fingers, and I found a satisfaction. I'll try this instead. Not the best origin story, but it's honest. It's perhaps more honest than any other superhero's origin story. I, you, I can get behind that, yeah. It's not good. You know, everyone's like, I want to... Spidey's like, I want to help people. Really? You didn't want to help people until your Uncle Ben died because you were a jerk. Shut up, dude. You know. You know, Doom has been through his, you know, his country dying. Through his universe dying, you know. So, uh, I just find the character fascinating. And Brian Michael Bendis is knocking out of the park. Alex Maleev is knocking out of the park every issue. Just, you know, I've I have become a fanboy for this series. And I was very dubious about it. Um, but Infos Army number seven, uh, just for the way this just twisted, uh, I'm going to give this one a five out of five. It just hit everything perfectly to me. I wow. just loved I've, this. Issue. I have never experienced this. I've only given like three, five out of fives. So, uh, this issue was low on action, but the way they set everything up was just so excellent. The way they treated the characters, the way that you thought they were doing one way and they twist another, like, ah, oh, come on. And it felt real. Uh, the way Alex and Lee was able to set a scene of just boring conversation to make me want to look into it, to 
feel more for the characters by the he played with the darkness in the room. Ah, it was great. Just fantastic. And the way that Doom is written, he's written like he's used to being aristocracy. And it's actually almost difficult for him to speak to Ben Grimm on his own level. But he's doing it, not because he feels Ben's below him, because he feels he needs to actually speak with him. Just great writing all around. So five out of five for Infosirement number seven. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Next book. X-Men Gold number two. All right, um, X-Men Gold number one was perhaps most known for uh, its artist, uh, Adrian Saiz, uh, putting in anti-Semitic and, uh, well, anti-Semitic messages in it. Uh, great job, dude. You are now a pariah to the comic industry. It will not work again. Um, he also did the art for this issue because um, it was already done by the before Marvel fired him. That you can bet your bet your bottom dollar. Marvel went through this book with a fine tooth comb to find any messages and digitally delete them before printing it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You can bet you can bet your house on that one. Yep. Yep. Um, written by Mark Guggenheim. Art by Adrian Saif. Which which if you go to the website and look up X Men Gold number two, they don't list the artist. So. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't either, man. That's that's not good. That's that's not good marketing. Uh, I just find it funny. All right, in the la- in the last issue, you saw the Brotherhood of Evil uh, Evil Mutants show up, and this book picks up there. We're like, yes, for the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And I'm saying that's a little on the nose, isn't it? You know, saying you're the evil mutants, and their response is essentially, yeah, people think we're evil. We're gonna be evil. Screw them. We're homo superior, and we're gonna bring it right to their face. Um. What's interesting is on the new Brothers of Evil Mutants, Pyro and ah oh, I forgot the vibration guy's name, they're dead, and they identify these two guys a bit later as not the originals but people taking over their place. The guy does the vibrations and and the tremors for his name um, might be tremor, um, but also the girl covered in flames is Magma. She was actually one of the new mutants. And now she's gone over to evil. Why? They had that. That's what they want to know. I love how they oh. bring that up. Like, why is she with them? They actually, they actually see it's a scene where they ask her, and she's like, "It's complicated." She doesn't even tell them, you know. Um, but they end up the brother of evil mutants. Uh, the guy up close is Mask, who could. Uh, he was a Morlock, and his mutant power is to change. He could meld flesh like it's clay, essentially. Right? Okay. So it's nice you could give him a disguise, or if someone has a scar, he could fix it. But he's actually kind of twisted and wants to make people ugly. That's why if you look at the original Morlocks in the 80s, and all of them are like these twisted, horrible mutants, they weren't normally necessarily born horrible, twisted mutants. He made them that way. So that their physical uh, continents, how they looked showed what humanity thought of them because that's what his twisted way of thinking uh at the time Callisto, who led the morlocks was down with that because she was hated all humans at the time anyway uh she then changed her mind but mass turned evil anyway so the brother of evil mutants sets up multiple attacks all around new york city and then right when the anti-mutant task force show up they teleport out leave the x-men holding the bag 
So their goal is, of course, to make the new X-Men look like chumps and look like part of the problem. They are generating anti-mutant hysteria because they think that'll work for them. Nice. To get nice. other mutants to join with them. Like, look, all these humans are out to kill you. We're on your side. We're not a bunch of sissy sympathizers like the X-Men. Join with us. They think you're evil. Call yourself evil. Take them out. That's not actually a bad philosophy necessarily. It's not positive. But movements have been made on such claims. Um, they also have, oh gosh, a mentalist on their team who ends up just telling Night, uh, Nightcrawler, said, teleport away, won't you? And of course, he has to comply, teleports away until he passes out. And they end up capturing Old Man Logan. They then put this on TV. We have captured one of the mutants and we'll execute him or torture him. And they start, they'll start saying that they have bombs set up. This is a great issue in that you also you see how the X-Men react to this, a sort of crisis where they got owned. I mean, when the fight starts, they're doing okay. They're mainly getting owned. But then when the Brotherhood teleports away and they'll hold the bag, they look like chumps. They know it. They're trying to play catch up. They're trying to play public relations. They're getting, it's, it's a great X-Men book because that's a typical X-Men situation. Kitty Pryde's trying to do what she can. She's like, how did uh, Professor X ever handle this stuff? But then there's this after kind of that stuff, it goes to the second half of the book, where you see the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants has Wolverine, Old Man Logan, captured. They have him with adamantium chained to a chair. And is it Mesmero? I don't remember the name of the mentalist they have with him. I should have the book in front of me. He's like trying to read his mind, and he can't. And Logan's just laughing. I was like, oh, trying to get me? <laughs> you don't even know what's in my head, brother. And eventually, you know, he's like, you can't get out of this chair. Those adamantium chains are holding you. He says, you're not too bright, are you? Yeah, the chains are adamantium. The chair is wood. And then, of course, he breaks, the, just pulls on the chain, breaks the chair, takes him out. He, at this point, the Brother of Mutants have already posted a video that, and they're trying to negotiate, and they're trying to get money to stop bombs or whatever attacks are doing. And at that time that's airing, Logan starts going through just taking out the entire team. It's If you love Wolverine, it's a great series where he's just going through just destroying the whole team. It's the kind of Wolverine action I missed seeing. It's not some brooding, boo-hoo-hoo, oh, life is so hard, Gene, boo-hoo. He's being Wolverine, tearing the hell out of everyone. The best at what he does. Heck yeah, it's beautiful to watch. And, you know, while they're trying to figure... And this congresswoman is on TV talking about the horrors of mutants and uh, basically one of the ongoing themes is, like, she's very anti-mutant trying to get task force together. You know, she's the new bull of our trask, essentially. And they're trying to figure out what to do. And they're like, all right, we need to contact these people. And then they get a call from Logan. He's like, oh, hey. Because they're like, we need to find where they are. We need to find where their brotherhood is and where they're broadcasting from. He gives them a call like, hey, if you know where they were, you know, I'm here right now. You know. So it's just, a, it was a highly entertaining scene. It was a great, it, it's what you want to see from an X-Men book. Yeah, they get beaten down, but they're able to step up. It was nice to see Wolverine do Wolverine stuff, you know, not just being old and cantankerous and giving advice. Um, I, I wish the original Wolverine was in the team, but this was highly entertaining. Loved the book. Uh, Mark Guggenheim did a great job capturing the essence of the characters, just like last issue. Um, issue one was a great book. It was a hard act to follow. 
And he did it. This was a great follow-up. I highly enjoyed it. They left a lot of plot threads of things to come. Um, this last issue was kind of Kitty Pride shining. This issue was Logan shining. It looks like they're going to kind of go through, let everyone have their own issue, which they need to do. Let everyone shine. Let everyone show why they're there. And I just, I really enjoyed it. Really, I can't really say much bad about it. The art is fantastic. Um, Saif is, fa- is such a good artist. It's too bad he decided to flush his career down the pooper. Um, but that's what he decided to do. I don't know who's taking over issue three. Um, but I think issue three and on is a different... I know issue three on is a different artist. I'm not sure who that is at this point. I don't think Marvel's even announced it. Because it was kind of a short, you know, short notice for the new artist. Like, hey, please, please, want to draw the X-Men? But, uh, yeah, love the book. Uh, four out of five. Not quite a five book, not quite four to five. Um, but I really, really liked it. Art was super solid. It overcomes any controversy still around the book. Um, it's nice seeing Kitty Pride in that leadership role. There's so many little subplots going on already. It is a great X-Men book. Just loved it. So uh, four out of five for X-Men Gold number two. All right. Good deal. And last book we're going over. The Flash number 22, The Button Part 2. Okay. Note to DC Comics since I know you listen. The Button is the dumbest name for any multi-series crossover you've ever done. I'm glad it's not Crisis on Infinite Buttons. Thank you for that. (laughs) For God's sake. But The Button... You at least could have like had some sort of oblique Watchmen reference, like uh, Those Who Watch Part 2, a reference to the first page of Watchmen that says Who Watches the Watchmen, you know? Something. But Or or who or who watches. You could just say who watches because yes. in, in the end of this thing, you're 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 probably gonna find out that uh that uh, uh Midnight what what's his name? Doctor Midnight or uh, Doctor Do- Manhattan? Dr. Manhattan is actually watching our universe and trying to get his way in. So, you know, that would be appropriate. So Right. So, but the button is just terrible. Yeah, it's a little lame. Yeah. Also, interesting side note. This cover shows Reverse Flash being disintegrated by apparently uh, Dr. Manhattan's power as he's trying to reach for the button. In the lenticular cover, if you have to have the physical, when you kind of twist the side, it turns between uh, Reverse Flash and Flash. Or is it reverse, no, reverse flash with his flesh on and off? Kind of neat. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. in Europe, they can't use this cover. Why? Because the smiley face symbol is trademarked in Europe. How did that happen? I don't know. It was invented by an American guy who made it for, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he, he created it for a, punk, a company's uh, publicity campaign, like some sort of internal company uh, morale campaign essentially, and I, it never got copyrighted, so everyone could use it. But in Europe, someone copyrighted it, and so it can't be used. So they have to use other covers that aren't nearly as cool. If you look in like comic book forums and community, European fans are pretty ticked because the covers they're getting are not as cool. So there is that. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I would I would purposefully tank covers in Europe just because of that, just well, spite. The hardcore European fans are actually importing the American comics. Oh, of course. They to are, get the because the lenticular covers, you know, they change images. You move them side to side. They're getting those because you can't get those in Europe because the smiley face button. 
Ah, uh, love it. But this book was written by uh, Joshua Williamson, art by Howard Porter, who also did the cover, if you can see it here. Great work of the art. A little more abstract than I like. You know, it was you know, it was good, but I not my favorite artist. No, no, the art inside the book, I thought it was hit and miss. I mean, uh, yes. one panel, one panel would be great. The other panel would be is that like Ziggy? I mean, yeah, it seemed like the transition panels he just kind of glossed over real quick. Yeah, he kind of phoned it in. Right on, on any yeah. panel that's supposed to make an impact, you could tell he actually worked hard on it and it looked yes. really nice. Yes. But transition panels, conversation panels. Uh, except for what it was uh, slap shot. I think it's Bad. like the last it panel. The next to last panel where Bruce and Flat where Bruce and Flash are like in the Batcave. It's like <gasps> like shocked look in their face. They turn around. It's that Ziggy, nice one. That's right, Baldar. But the uh, as they get shocked and turn around, it's like why are there lines over their faces? It just kinda like it looks like it was a doodle more than a real ah. You know, that could have been a right. little better. That needed to be cleaned up. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff like that in the book. Yes, which is bad. a shame. Yeah. But the general pacing of the book, the general how the pages were laid out were pretty good. Not great. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. It, it, it was it was good. I mean, I, I like the pacing. I, I like the writing. I like the, um, the uh, uh, thought bubbles or thought boxes. You know, I, I like that with the with the whole flash thing, and 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 they they had a really good part in there, where uh, in in the beginning of the book, they uh, the the uh, flash spoke about how um, he's a he's been a, a crime crime scene investigator for so many years, and you know he thinks like that. And when when I when I talk to other people in the Justice League about this stuff, they kind of glaze over. But Batman, no, Batman, the the ultimate detective is always engaging in this. So right. he Bad has that, actually was interested yeah. in talking forensic with him. Exactly. He always wants to talk shop. And, and so, so he, when, when he wants to talk shop, he talks to Batman. And so, you know, they, they, they have a, they have a, a minor bond with that. And, and they, they, which uh, is they, funny because yeah. flash is known as kind of like the heart of the group and Batman, not so much. Yeah. Um, Batman is like the dark brooding soul of the group, but they're, I think that's one of the reasons why they're using Flash and Batman in this series is because they are almost two sides of a coin. They're both investigators. They're both forensic experts. They're both great at that. But where Flash is positive, Batman is negative. Right, right. Yeah, the Batman always sees that it's going to go bad, and the Flash sees that it could go good. Right. Flash sees, yeah. you know, if we could. Flash is like, we could rehabilitate villains, and Batman's like, we need to throw them in a dark cell where they can never get out. Right, right, and the, the the only common ground they have is that they they see the moment exactly ha- as it is. You know, like Batman thinks it's going to go all sour, and Flash thinks it could go well, but at that moment, when they're when they're examining the situation, they both see reality. Right, but also in that I like that Batman plans for every contingency. The Flash improvises to correct every contingency. Right, right, yeah. Which is yeah. why well, again, Batman that's... would not have created the Flashpoint. Yes, exactly. I mean, like, like, like I said, the moment they see perfectly clear and same, but what they do with that information varies because of their dangerously uh, different personalities. Right. You know, whereas Flash does not have a problem with an Arkham Asylum for the villains because the way he treats his villains. Um, then again, on the other side, Batman doesn't have to feel the need to. Batman would never go back in time to alter things because it might be better. Batman's more of a 
Batman is more of a realist on that side. Yes, yes. He realizes that, no, you go back and alter things, it's going to change things you don't understand, and it could very well be worse, so I'd never do something stupid like that. Right. Well, so in this issue, um, begins where Batman 22 left off. Uh, Batman had gotten the snot beat out of him by Reverse Flash. And he's not dead because Reverse Flash never intended to kill Batman. He just wanted to beat the living snot out of him. He wanted to beat him within an inch of his life. Which he did. Cause in a couple seconds. Because when you have uh, something akin to the speed force, Super but not speed. quite. Yeah. yeah. The reverse. Right. The reverse of the speed force. Um, you could do that. Um, yeah. And... And in in the in the in the comic in the in the very beginning third of it, uh, you you actually see uh, a glimpse into Barry's thought process because he says he can see uh, from all the blood splatter and and the 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 way the fight dragged out throughout the entire Batcave that this was not an intention to kill this was an intention to torture to yep. harm. And I, I, I thought I thought the whole uh, leaning on his CSI background to to give him the uh, the cred to talk to Batman and for Batman to respect him was a good deal. Yeah, I thought I that was that a good lot. move. Nice. Yes, um, especially because this being post New Fifty Two, post Rebirth, they don't, technically don't have the history of respecting each other all these years and learning from each other. They don't have all the great villains they've taken down together at this point yet. Right, and th- this this gave them a common ground that they can bond over, and why they are close. Why 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 Bruce would talk to him about things that he wouldn't talk to about to someone he wouldn't know as well. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, the, the old Flash and Batman have been through the Crucible together several times, and so he would he would talk to him about these things. But be- because of this common thread between them, it, it gives the excuse for Bruce Wayne to open up some a little bit. You know, he wouldn't open yeah. up a lot, but, you know, whatever. Open yeah. up a little bit to the Flash, yeah. I thought, that, I thought that was a really good deal. Yeah, I liked it as well. Um, so Flash goes through examining it, and he notices that, he mentions that the button's now missing that they found in the Batcave. But also, Reverse Flash's uh, energy signature should be all over the place, and it's not. What's all, what he notices all over Reverse Flash after he returned from wherever he went and killed him was Flash's energy signature, the positive speed force, which he doesn't understand. Like, do I kill him in the future at some point and bring him back here? How is this even possible? Um, he has to talk with Alfred about it. Bruce ends up getting, uh, you know, med- bedside treatment, as as I guess has happened multiple times to poor Bruce, uh, getting patched up in Wayne Manor. At that point, Flash has to go off to the Watchtower, to go get an artifact that was kept there that he thought he'd never use, but kept it just in case. And in case he needed to travel dimensions, he knows it's dangerous, but he's going to do it. And he unveils the cosmic treadmill. Oh, yes. And I want to, I want to explain that if you buy this comic, which you should. Yes. But, uh, uh, this is a prime example of the, uh, slapshot, uh, art in this book in the, in the uh, you can't um, say you should buy this book. Then say the art slap shot. No, 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 no. In in the panel before the cosmic treadmill is unveiled, the art is like crap. Yeah, but, it's like they had. It's like he let his kid draw for a while. Yeah, yeah, but but then but then when in the very next panel when when it's revealed, the art is amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, that was a great scene where he reveals the treadmill. You see all the yes. stuff, all the various stuff they have in the vault there. Yeah, yeah, but but the, the in these two panels, uh, really, really solidified my my idea of the art in this book. That you know, they the the artist was phoning it in in all of in all of the uh, preceding panels to where he wanted to make a point. Yeah, it's like a half and half. It's weird, like bad panel, bad panel, great panel. Bad panel, bad panel, great panel. You know, just that keeps happening yes. over and over again. Yes, over and over. But th- that one right there was the most striking to me. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, of course, he has a constant treadmill. He's like, oh, it's dangerous, so I'm going to go. And I know they would tell me no. Then, of course, the voice comes in. Where do you think you're going? You can't do this on your own. And, you know, Batman's there. He's like, you're supposed to be in bed. He's like, I can't let you do this alone. I knew what you were going to do the instant this happened. Because he's Batman. Yeah, he's Batman. You gonna try to hold something away from Batman? Please, he, he already Please. figured this out. Um, you gotta love Batman. So he doesn't, of course, say this. Is, you know, give the this is wrong. You shouldn't do it. He says, if you're going, I'm going with you. You know, it's like you're hurt. I'm not hurt. I'm Batman. So they have juiced up the cosmic treadmill. <laughs> the, the entire time he's the entire time it seems like he's holding his <laughs> yeah, chest. He's together. holding his chest. He's hunched over. <laughs> yeah, half his ribs are broken. He's like, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. I bet they're worse. Like, when? What if you bet they're worse? Ben, Bane hasn't broken you, your back in this reality. Were you in a bla- were you in a friggin' plane crash? I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, so they end up getting the cosmic treadmill, Flash juices it up, they start going through. And what's great is they start Flash is like, wow, this doesn't happen before, so they start going through the treadmill. They start seeing all these other scenes of like the formation of the Justice League where you know, Flash is like, we should form some sort of society or a league. And Batman's like, a Justice League. And the you know, other shaking hands, you know, it's like that didn't happen. It didn't happen that way. And they realize, they actually say it like, this aren't all, these aren't, well, Flash says it, these aren't alternate realities. This is our past that we don't know. Because uh, when Barry Allen came back to this reality, he told them that something was blocking their past, making them forget what was. Basically talking about how New 52 sucked and destroyed all their pasts. Um, and that's what you're seeing through the cosmic treadmill when this happens. The, you're seeing the real, quote-unquote, real past of the Justice League. All the stuff pre-New 52 that they have been forced to forget. And I loved that. So, and the artist actually does a great job of that panel. Mimicking the art styles of previous artists. Yes, yes. It was, it was strikingly different. Yes, and uh, I don't want to say primitive, but... Uh, it was it was it was a, an homage to yeah it was great the, the 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 original artwork when that when that panel actually would have happened and then as they're going use the costume going through this all of a sudden they get attacked from out of nowhere uh, the trailers are getting destroyed they have to hold on to it so they don't get separated they crash land and when and when they're able to get up they're in the bat cave and I was like this this is what the bat cave looked like when I first set it up. Everything's still pretty primitive here. Did we go back in the past? And then they hear a voice like, "Hello, Bruce. I, I knew I'd see you someday," or something along those lines. What did What do you say exactly? Ah. But they turn around, and it's Thomas Wayne, Batman. So Bruce yes, gets I mean, to his uh, dad as Batman. Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently they fell into Flashpoint at this point. I mean, yeah, we looks, don't know. Right. It and looks like it. You could You could only assume they're in Flashpoint, uh, because also. Reverse Flash 
was from Flashpoint, and that's where he came from. So somehow they yes. got knocked there, because that's another alternate reality, which I guess is getting merged by Dr. Manhattan trying to force Watchmen into part of the normal recontinuity. So that's where we're left. That's a big shock at the end. Uh, so in one way, it's like, oh, man, wow, what happened? But another way, it's like, well, what point is there continue? I don't feel like, what's next? I don't have that. There's no thread pulling me to what's next. It's kind of like an ending that doesn't pull me to say what's next, you know? And that to me is like the only part where the writing really fails. I don't feel like, I, I don't feel like that, oh gosh, I got to get the next issue of this. I'm just like, wow, that's cool. Maybe, maybe you're not thinking the same thing. No, no, well, no, no. I'm, I, the, the, the whole writing for the whole thing was, was solid, yes. I thought. Yes. Yes, it was solid. And the end part was, oh my God, he's in Flashpoint again, but... I had a, I had an anime to do that, you know, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The whole uh, Flashpoint anime yeah. animation. Well, the Flashpoint yeah, series and cartoon. animation were both good. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both good. So this one wasn't such a, a thing. I mean, if if, uh, if if he alluded to uh, we got problems here, I, I hope you can help me type thing like 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 his universe is disintegrate is disintegrating because yeah the... if he told him stuff is going on or maybe yeah, if he showed yeah. him like the button but like half is dissolved away something 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 yeah a hook i wanted a hook right and, right? and i just didn't get a hook meeting thomas wayne is not a hook for what yeah, happened no next. that that is a revelation it's not a hook right you know, it, it, to me that's the yeah. only pl- only part where the issue really fails Yes. Well, yeah. The the animation, the, the whole writing wise, no, no, writing wise, yes, that is the only part where it fails. The whole, uh, whole, uh, um. Oh my God, I'm blanking. Why am I doing that? No, the whole, the word, the word I'm going to the drawing. The whole art. Yes, the art. The 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 art was slapshot. It was a inconsistent. Third, it was disturbingly yes, inconsistent. Yes, a third of the time, it was bad. And I was like, why is this? I would say it was a third of the time it was good. Oh, okay. Well, I well, went a third, third of the time it was great. Okay. A third of the time it was good. A third, well, I'll say okay. A third of the time it was bad. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, was, it was really inconsistent. And I was really upset about that. Yeah. It, it, there's sometimes it's like really, really striking. Like, wow, you didn't even try that panel. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Look, like I said, the the one when he was just before he was pulling the whole sheet off of the cosmic treadmill, it was yeah. bad. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, what but are you doing? Some of the more actiony panels are great. You know, yes, like when the yes. cosmic treadmill is crashing, that's great. After oh, it crashes, was amazing. Not great. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. 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 It was amazing when. When the when the the artist thought it mattered, right? Except it was amazing. The big, but when when they're shocked, reveal scene, they hear the voice, and that panel is kind of like, why are there lines all over their face? Yeah, that was a little weird. I don't understand that, but it's like he was trying too hard on that panel. Like, oh man, I got to show yeah. some motion, and and it just looks like you drew swirlies all over their faces. Oh, and and uh, I found out that uh, when I, I I rewatched it, or I I reread it, and uh, the the uh, bandages on Batman's face changes throughout panels. Oh, geez, that's sad. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I didn't look for it, but that's just bad art. When you start, unless yeah. it, well, maybe the, the cosmic energies of the treadmill were um, changing 
his injuries. So the bandages were different. Yeah. Yeah, shut your hole. No. Yeah, that, that's a, that's like the excuse that. Uh, what was the character? Rob Liefeld had a character. Ah, uh, I tried Ripclaw, not Ripclaw, not Shatterstar. Was it Shatterstar? Basically, he had yeah Shatterstar. Um, uh, uh, back in the '90s, Rob, no, Rob Liefeld was hot. He had a character called Shatterstar that had these swords, right? But because he drew them differently in every panel, because Rob Liefeld could not consistently draw anything. Well, he can now. Life has got a lot better. Let's give him some credit. But back then, he could not consistently draw what the swords were supposed to look like, and perspective would be off, angles would be off. Like about three issues into that, and people complaining, they wrote into it that he had amorphous metal swords that constantly changed shape. Nice. Yeah, it's like we know what the truth is. Lifefield can't draw feet, ankles, or anything consistent, anything metal consistently. You know, solid objects are not his gig. He's gotten a lot better. He's gotten a lot better. I don't. People love to hate Liefeld. It's like one of the hobbies of the comic industry. But you got to give credit. He did have talent. He does have talent. He's better than I am at drawing, for God's sake. He's made more money off comics than I ever will. But, come on. You need to write an excuse. And that's what this artist reminds me of, with the way it just things keep shifting around like that. It's like, come on, man. Come on. That's basic stuff. You need to have consistency in your character models. Right. I get it. Yep. But all that said, I'll give my rating first this time. Last time I asked you first. This time I'll give mine first. I'm going to give it a three and a half off the strength of the story. It's interesting. It doesn't do enough to pull me through, but it's better than an average comic. I liked it. Neat premise, neat setup, neat character development. Actually, it's almost a three. Yeah, I'll give it a three to three and a half, somewhere in there. That's where I'm at, out of five. Okay. 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 Yeah, I I get that. I'm, I'm gonna give it a three and a half because uh, the, the the writing was, I believe, really really good. I mean the the the, the writing was good. It 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 kept me turning the page. The characters were yeah, me too. I mean I was yes. flipping through the pages trying to get the, yes. the story was great and the characters were strong and well written. They had yes. clear voices. Yes. Yes, they, they they were, and uh, it was it was great. The art was slapshot. I mean, it was good in some, bad in neutral. It was really all over the map, and the coloring I can't was give really it... good. But the, yeah, the pencils and inks were questionable. Yes, they were uh, questionable. No, it wasn't. It's not a question. How about I mean, dubious? Dubious, yes. Over the entire comic, dubious is good. But uh, in, in specific pages, you can go bad, bad, good, good, great, great, bad, bad, great, great, yep, bad, yep. bad. Yeah, you can do that throughout the entire book. So, yeah, that, that was that was the, the inconsistency of the art really upset me about this comic. But the story was good. The story was great, except for I didn't have a hook at the end. Okay. Yes, I get that. I get that. Uh, the the uh, characters were well portrayed. Yep. Yes, very well. And uh, the the uh, bond between Flash and Batman, uh, without the post uh, fifty two crap, was yeah, well explained. I liked it. They're 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 both they're both d- detectives in their own way. And I love that. Yep. And in a lot of ways, this is. Uh, like a cosmic detective story. 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, they, they have to they have to decipher what's going on with the timeline, with the universe. What's uh, you know why is Flashpoint still around? I mean, they're 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 going to have a lot of detective stuff to do, and these two guys out of all of the Justice League are the detectives. This is it. I mean, Batman number one, obviously, but Flash number two, also obviously because he is an actual detective. With crime scenes, I mean, yeah, so I mean, you know, Superman and Wonder Woman not known for their crime fighting skills, crime solving skills. It, it, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, like, they're not um, known for their. I think he did this. Yeah. All right, catch him, Superman. I caught him. All right, last of truth. Did you do it? No, I did not. Okay, next guy. Oh darn it, <laughs> next guy. Exactly right. Yeah, they they have the whole uh, hit and miss type thing. But Batman and Flash both have the the uh, evidence based, uh, did uh, you know. Move, moving forward momentum you know they they have a a, a a shared thing with with the whole this whole thing and i like that this episode told that yeah it also brings up kind of a shared history not only of crime solving but also of deceased parents and maybe flash having guilt over that and batman resenting it in a way so it so you kind of have that bond with them that even maybe they don't even know about each other necessarily. Yeah. Well, the, the Batman probably un- knows Flash's past, but right, Flash does right, not know yeah. Batman's. Right, right. Well, the the whole unconscious thing where they 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 gravitate toward each other because they have this shared pain, and it's solidified by the shared idea of you know the whole evidence and and uh, de- detective work and stuff like that, which I really, really love in this book. But the whole art, the inconsistency in the art really, really hit me in this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's hard not to stress how inconsistent the art is. Yes, yes, it really is. I mean, pick up this book because the story, and you will see the inconsistencies in the art. You know, I have to recommend this book because the story's amazing. It really right. is. It, it's, it's good. Like I said, to me, it's a three, three and a half. It's good, but it's not one of those like, you know, if it's arm, it's like, it's like buy this immediately. It is great. This is kind of like, it's good. I, I it's worth reading. Um, read your friends, you know. But you know, if you got the spare money, it's only three bucks. You know, for yeah. a comic, that's good, especially of this quality, with the right. especially with the big lenticular cover. It didn't sell out. You can still get it. So yeah, it's definitely worth three bucks. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, for, for the story itself, it is it is worth picking up. You know, th- three bucks for this story. Yeah, okay, sold. Sure, but uh, you know, the the art you're gonna see it. It's inconsistent, and you know, you wish you you wish that you spent your three bucks for better art, but the story is going to continue. I mean, yes. The, yes, the 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 writers are going to c- continue with this vein, and it's going to continue to be good enough to buy. Yep. So and do it. Definitely lead up to something bigger, and it's exciting to see. And that wraps it up for Garthon's comic poll. Outstanding. As always, Garthon's comic poll every week here on the live stream. If you like it, let us know. Like, subscribe to this. Let us know. We got more videos all the time, every single day. As a matter of fact, multiple videos, just for you kids. Show you the love. Legion of Myth. Be a Legionnaire. That takes us all to the RNG. We got a little time for that. You got anything coming across your brain today, Heathen Dog? Wow. You know what? I'm, my brain today has been so uh, Thomas the Tank Engine focused that 
I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't think I can move into another area right now. Well, uh, today is April 29th, twenty seventeen. Oh right, it is right. No tabletop, tabletop day. day. Yes, yes, you are correct. National Tabletop Day. Yes. Uh, I hope you played a tabletop game. Any of the, you know what? I'm going to take this moment to uh, talk about Will Wheaton. Why? Why? Because I know he does tabletop podcasts and stuff, but I'm kind of sick of Will Wheaton and Felicia Day being the de facto representatives of nerds. I mean, honestly, come on. Okay, Felicia Day, I don't mind, to be fair. I don't mind. Uh, Will Wheaton... I liked Will... I don't know, Felicia Day's kind of gone off the rails recently to me. Really? Okay. Yeah, about a year ago she went off the rails. Just All right, well, she decided to use her popularity among nerddom to, I don't know, try and think she has a voice for the whales or whoever her cause of the week is. And I, so I don't want to hear it. Make make more episodes of the yeah. Guild. I don't exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually get into the personal lives of celebrities because they will fail you. And I don't need to see how much Will no. Wheaton, you know, hates the president because he read on Reddit somewhere how evil he is. You know, it's like, come on, dude. No, I don't. I don't really care. I mean, I, I don't care about that. I don't look into that. I don't. I don't That's do that stuff. That's all that comes across their Twitter feeds. It's like they used to talk about board I don't, games I don't and Star Trek feeds, and nerd stuff, and now it's all you know. Trump is evil. It's like, dude, get over it. Now, I did not vote for. I don't do that. I'm tired I don't, of seeing. That. I don't do that. Tr- you know, I yeah, didn't. You I, know, I, I get it. Ah, uh, you didn't see people who I, didn't support I, Obama I, every freaking post obama's terrible no they said i like this comic book i like this game come on man i get it i get it i get it i do i do not look at their twitter feeds i do not look at their facebook posts i don't do any of this stuff because i don't do that with any uh celebrities i don't do that at all because i compartmentalize that you know they they well they i know it's important actors. to separate the art from the artist exactly exactly do, it's very important to separate the art from the artist unless the artist yes. is putting it forth as part of their art, like Adrian Safi did with X-Men Gold number one. Um, but True. if someone's creating great art, you know, a lot can be forgiven about their personal lives. As long as they're not doing anything illegal or harming another person, I can give a crap about an artist's personal life. If yeah. I like their music, or, I'll buy or, the album. Oh, no. I understand. Or mixing your art with your personal belief. Which is what the X Men Gold writer or right? You know, he stepped yeah. over the line. He stepped over the line. Yes, he did that. But uh, with unless uh, your art w- is meant to foster your personal beliefs in a medium where you're trying to do that, comp right? Uh, right. Uh, X Men comic book is not the wise choice for that. Exactly. That was that was a bad move, and he paid the price for that, and he's going to keep paying for it for years to come. But Will Wheaton, his his political views do not go into his is tabletop gameplay content. Usually. I I am I am a subscriber to uh, uh, Geek uh, Geek and Sundry. Now, which if, is, if I'm going to watch a tabletop review, I'm going to watch the Dice Tower. Those guys do a knockout job every time. Okay, no, uh, Tom Bass is highly entertaining. I, I prefer know, them a no, hundred times over Will Wheaton. Okay, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not going for a tabletop review. I'm going for a tabletop playing. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Dice Tower. An actual... Dice Tower is the way to go. Okay. Well, letting you know. Okay. Thank you very much. I will check that out. But uh, for from my experience, without checking that out later on in the world, I have found that uh, the games that Will Wheaton has done on his tabletop YouTube series has been 
solid. I mean, he can be highly entertaining. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I, I, a lot yeah. of times, I a lot of times I really like his uh, uh, board game playthroughs. They're a lot of fun. He has like celebrities on. It's cool. Yeah, he has. Yeah, not just celebrities, but some people I didn't hear of before. And I look, uh, I look up, and I'm like, oh wow, they got some, they got some good content themselves. You know, and you, you, that that's nice. I like that. So you know, but I but I, I don't I don't tune in for that. I tune in for the actual gameplay. You know, the actual game. Do I want to buy that game? And a couple of games that he has put out on his on his content, I have bought, and I have enjoyed immensely. So, you know, whatever else you have to say, I got that. Well, I want to say that I did not play a board game today. Oh. It's my birthday. I was doing other things. Okay. Well, I did. Went out with the family, got had a giant cake. Good stuff. Good times. But if it wasn't my birthday, yes, I would have played a board game. No, 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 no. Because it is your birthday today. It and how old are you? 41. Are you going to say? I'm 41. 41 years young. That's Do right. Do not ever say years young. That's the, like the dumbest statement. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, as soon as it came out of my mouth, it was awful. Yeah, yeah. No. 41 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Garthon, the Death Seeker, has a long time to seek, yet 41 years old. Look at that. Yeah, it depends what, what branch of my family I take after. Whether or not how long I got, really. Um, no. No. No, you you are a little more physically fit than the average person, so it it is also yeah. the birthday of Legion Myth contributor Elgarian. No, yeah, yeah, serious. I didn't know that. Oh my god, yeah. Elgarian! Why didn't you tell me? I just did. Well, Elgarian didn't. No, tell I'm me. talking to Elgarian. No, yeah, I'm talking to Elgarian. No, you didn't tell me. You're douche. Stop it. So, uh, yeah, we have the same birthday. Just showing you horoscopes mean nothing because we have very different personalities. It is absolutely true. Yes, you do. But so um, if it was normal board game day, um, I actually was initially planning to pay some, play some Robo Rally with my kids, but we just got caught up doing too many other things today. So that did not happen, unfortunately. But we'll oh, probably I'm play sorry. tomorrow. Either that or uh, Settlers of Catan Jr. The kids really like that one. Right, right. Yes, that that's a it's really good uh um, gateway drug for kids. Or Rhino Hero. Have you ever played that one? I haven't. You should check that out, especially if you have a... How, how old is your son? He's five. He would actually be able to play Rhino Hero. Uh, it's a dexterity-based game. Basically, you take these cards, which are folded in like 90-degree angles, and you build a skyscraper. And basically, you have these cards saying what, piece you have to, what pieces you're allowed to put out. And you take this little wooden Rhino figure, and you have to put out one of the floors... And sometimes you have to move the rhino to another floor it's, and without knocking down the tower. It's a really interesting dexterity game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's great to play for the whole family. Or if you're drunk with your friends, it's also great. <laughs> of course, because your dexterity is impaired. Because your dexterity right. goes to hell and you laugh at Yeah, yeah, right. Because uh, it's kind of ludicrous. But look it up. Rhino Hero. Um, also known as Super Rhino in Europe. But great, great game from Hava. All right. Thank you very much. You are welcome, my friend. But with that, I think that just about does us for this week. It does. And I want to thank everyone for watching. And if you're at the end, well, guess what? You're going to have a great day because this has blessed you. It has indeed. It's oh, like, no. It's like you just typed in uh, whatever statement that a 
emotionally blackmailing uh, Facebook post just said. You typed it in. You get good luck for the rest of the day. There you go. Done deal. So, as always, if you have any constructive comments or suggestions, you could drop us at our home at reddit.com slash talk slash Legion of Myth. Uh, on our Facebook page, like, subscribe, comment on the videos, and we'll comment right back at you. Uh, on the YouTubes, on the Facebooks, on Twitter at Legion of Myth. And our Twitch channel, which we're happy to have all her with us right now. And all you other guys out there, thank you very much for enjoying the show. Do you have any final words of wisdom, Heathen Dog? Oh, wait, for Check out the podcast on iTunes. Oh. You can download it. If you download it, let us know. A lot of people download it. having a good time. Go ahead and give us a review. Five stars would help us out. The more reviews we get, the better off it is, and the more the Legion can spread. Also, check Player FM, Stitcher, tune in, Or you can even download it from the Legion of Myth website. If you want to support Legion of Myth, you can do it through buying our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth or directly through patreon.com slash Legion of Myth. All right. Now our time for those words of wisdom, my friend. Okay. Well, uh, I, I want to say that the uh, patreon.com slash Legion of Myth site is going to get a lot of uh, pay content because we are a family-friendly uh, free-to-play episode, uh, organization. Organization, yes, very good. And uh, we're expanding to other not-so-family-friendly stuff, but you, had, you have to give it behind. You have to get it behind a paywall. So uh, if, if you want to see that, you have the option. Please look at it. If you don't like it, fine, you don't. But if you do, please check it out. So it's going to be fun. things behind the paywall. Yes, absolutely. Think of it as DLC for your life. There you go. Absolutely. Everyone loves DLC. That's what active, that's what EA keeps telling us. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. Have a great day, everyone.